Yo, <laughs> we here. We, we we feeling good. I got beef with you, actually. Oh, so he he waited. We've been in the car <laughs> together. We've been out here talking. As soon as I hit record, you got beef with me. What's the beef you got? So I was talking to Mama Karen last week. Your mechanic. I was talking to Mama Karen last week. Oh, my mom's okay. So she's like, I was waiting on you, and she's in the house having me uh, reach for things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Since you here. <laughs> yeah, she was asking me about uh, how long chicken lasts in the freezer and whatnot. About four days, if it's uncooked. I mean, if it's cooked. Uncooked. Oh, we don't need to go into detail. Yeah, I don't know the details about that. Me. Yeah, it's a little more than that. But then Tilt she's your like, mic up. I got to tell you every time. She's like, you know, you know, I was vegetarian. We was vegetarian before Carl came around. I mm. said, is that right? Just another reason kids ruin their parents' lives. They was out here thriving without you. Damn but I'm not veg- like I just I'm not full on vegan. Like I, I'm, I, I would ain't definitely- talking about that. But you had the nerve when we came in today to get mad that they put meat on their pizza. Oh, they used to smoke before I was born too. So something, <laughs> <laughs> something's changed. You know what I mean? Listen, like, yo, last podcast I've been I send off podcasts to like my my close circle. I know they ain't gonna leak it or nothing or do nothing crazy. My boy said we sound like another podcast. I'm not gonna say who it is. Uh, and then. Lex's boy, you know, was giving his opinion and said, we sound like that same podcast, at least in the beginning. And here's the deal. I personally don't give a shit because I like the way that 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 podcast gives their energy up. And in the beginning, I just want to have a good time. Like, I want y'all to vibe out, be in the mood to actually listen to some music. I'll set the mood. You know what I mean? And I really enjoy that. Now, here's the thing. That other podcast that we're talking about. Right. They talk about celebrities. They have celebrities that's on there and they talk about how celebrities move. I may talk about something that's current, how it applies to my life or how it may apply to my co-host Lex's life. He may give in some input or whatever. And sometimes the information may be factual or maybe my opinion. If you don't give a dang, there's nothing I can say about that. You know, I appreciate you listening. Tell somebody else and they can listen. But I'm going to start my podcast or our podcast the way that, you know, we like to start it. I'm going to just do that. You know, so I'm always going to set the vibes. But Lex, today is Saturday. We got in here a little early. So whose birthday is it? It's hot out here, man. It's always hot out here. Boy, mm. you looking tan as always. I got to set it up. As always. <laughs> as oh, you looking dark. You got has the tank top long? on. Yeah, it's been now, that long. As always. Nah, man. It's a special day, man. Whose birthday? King Nip. King Nip. So listen, we just going to vibe out to some Nip. That's the way that I feel right now. And I'm going to start my podcast the way that I like, or our podcast. Let me stop saying mine. I don't want him to start thinking that, you know, he's he's secondary in his group. Nah, it's yours when they're trashing it. When it's, when it's trash, it's me, huh? I'm prolific, so gifted. I'm the type that's gonna go get it. No kidding. Breaking down a switch in front of your villain. My man. Sitting on the steps, feeling no feelings. Last night it was a cold killer. Gotta keep the devil in his hole, nigga You know how I go, nigga I'm front line every time it's on, nigga Honey pro flow Listen, I, I really I know that everybody thinks about this Like in their catalog in terms of Nip But like he he Before he put this out Seven years he had a run of making really good mixtapes I, I started listening to him in 2010 Alright, we'll get there we'll 2010-11-ish Oh yeah, we just talking right now, vibing. I'm not trying to get sued or nothing like that. We gonna take this all the way to the hook, though. Mm. I don't think there's a hook on this. <laughs> nah, nah. I just this is how you start an album. This is how, this is the way you' supposed to do it. Last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rap last time that I checked. Oh, I was selling zones in the set. I'm the streets place out west. That's very sad. Yeah. Damn, relax. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm hitting them heavy. I'm hitting them heavy. Do it my way. He said, relax. I was busy. I'll come off and Playing no games with you niggas. Pop cut, switch lanes on you niggas. I laid down the game for you niggas Taught you how to charge more than what they paid for you niggas 
On the whole thing for you niggas, reinvest, double up, then explain for you niggas, it gotta be love. Run the city, it gotta, gotta be cuz. We have no crips really out here in San Diego. They live in Alcohol and near the Navy base. Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of other people get confused when they come to San Diego. Like, why are y'all blood fighting each other? There's <laughs> not that many other gangs out here, man. Now, what I will say is, is that when I went out, the last time, one of the last times I went out, which was like last November, I was out in the club, and I had seen like five or six crips. And I was like, bro, there's never been a time where I've seen that many in one space. I was like, so they're out here. You just don't see them that I, often. No, I'm I married into a very large family of Crips, so I'm around a lot. <laughs> it's crazy how they're scattered the, too. The, huh? the, they don't all live in one neighborhood. No, no, it's crazy how the tables have turned. I grew up one way, and now I'm faced with this. And what's crazy is you have a blue mic cover. <laughs> That's for Nip, man. That's for <laughs> hey. We switching next week. For oh real. man, no, no, no. The red. I bought. I got. I bought these like specifically. All right. Well, I'm taking that gray one. Now here's the thing. The assorted <laughs> colors was actually cheaper. <laughs> no, I feel, hey, I feel you on that. So I was definitely like on my vibes of that. But anyway, and turn uh, that back up. Turn what back up? The intro ain't over yet. Oh, we got more to the intro. We still celebrating Nip. What What else am I supposed to play? <laughs> I I didn't know what else I had. Keys to the city. Yeah. <laughs> he said run that back up. Hey man. I thought you stopped to, to Just to have the, a little conversation. B- hey, we can run it any way we can. I thought the BPMs were slowing down, so you strategically did all that. <laughs> I won't do any gun shots for this one. I promise you that. This was the song when it came out that that more people jumped on. Like, oh, okay, yeah, he really about to be doing something. But you know, I actually we'll, we'll deep dive into later. But I actually like Crenshaw better than like anything he has besides yeah, his, right, la- his first studio album. Probably just had sex with him. She's out of your possession. You cannot protect her. Then South Central, that's my residence. Daily like those seven sins. And if I'm not the king of this, I must be the president. OMG, I'm ill as shit. Money is my medicine. My Shout out to my niggas in the pen. Text messaging. Shout out to them bitches getting it in. In they crevices. Conjugal visits make sex sick. So we better be. All right, all right, all right. I want to welcome y'all to You Wasn't Outside Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, normal underscore ass underscore Carl on Instagram, or just call me Carl. I'm just Carl. And, you know, I, I thought about, like, why people call me Carl. I didn't even, like, tell people to do that. But they they started calling me Carl Winslow when my ne- when my hair started like like spreading out like you know it was just wasn't growing you do anymore. Look like a cop. <laughs> That's nasty. <laughs> That's super nasty. I definitely don't want to be a cop. To my right, I have just Lex on Instagram. <laughs> For just, real? Yeah, we gonna talk about your Instagram in a second. Just Lex on Instagram. I was like normal as Carl just Lex. Like we just it sounds almost damn near the same. But AKA 650 credit score, AKA I got it on clearance, <laughs> AKA Tan Marino, AKA poor unused salsa back in the bowl, AKA everything and all that above. <laughs> Yo, the AKAs, man. Yeah, I'm going to keep coming think, with the me stuff. I think that's why the Instagram popped up is just Lex. It's just so people went out here twisted. This is like, oh, like just like. Yeah, that Lex Coop shit. That, Tan I, Marino is kind of hard, though. I didn't, didn't want to. <laughs> hey. I, I'm going to take that one because I've been working for it. Oh, Ted Burrito is hard, man. I'm not letting this heat wave go to waste. Why? Oh, yeah, this heat wave is crazy right now, man. I was in just in the house, like, just sweating for no reason, man, and just hurting, and the heat just hit me just. Surprise, motherfucker. But I, I'll take it for what it is, man. Um, So, yeah, it's Nip's birthday, man. It's Saturday. Uh, So if some of this information seems a few days old, oh, oh well. We are, we're providing you guys hot content right now. Uh, so Lex, what's what's going on for your weekend? What's your plans right now? What you got going? I'm just trying to, uh, you know, you know, during like the the holiday weekends, be like, yo, where the barbecue at? Yeah. Now it's like, yo, where the AC at? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like the small get-togethers. Yeah, I'm trying to have a small socially distanced get-together that happens to have 
hopefully some central air. What's the number that has you like, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to go there. The number what? Like the number of people that's like at a spot. Like what's the number that tells you like, ah, I don't know if we can go there right now. I guess it depends on who who's the host and how how well I know they've been moving in these streets the past few months. Bruh. So if you walk <laughs> in and, and then it's like, there's 15 people in there. You turn it around. I, I know all 15. You know about nine. Ah, I might turn around. You might turn around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because even then, you're just going to ask, like, yo, uh, yeah, what's it not- looking like over there? You're going to get back to that those days? Yeah, what's yeah, it, yeah. What's it really, it really like? means how many hoes in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that, was the old, yeah. that was the old, like, meaning of that. What's but it now, it, like now it's more so, like, yo, how many bodies you got in one space? And what's your space look like? You got windows? Can we open them? Y'all yeah. got dark curtains. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need to know all. You, you got a fan blowing? Because I'm going to sit right in front of that. So, so, but anyway, so you, what you got going this weekend? Uh, I'm, I'm house hopping. You just house hopping? Yeah, yeah, But you was, all right, so let's be honest. So you was house shopping too. Are you still looking at places? Oh, yeah. You know what? I do got an appointment tomorrow. See, look at that. You, you, you're living in the upper echelon, man. Nah, See, white privilege a, would take you to other like, to lengths where you just don't even, you just skip over buying another house. <laughs> Oh, nah, because it's to a place I already been to. She just want to go see it again. Okay, that means that she's like very interested in it. All right, but we on a but this is different. This ain't no regular buy. This is we had a we on a waiting list. Oh, so the house isn't built yet. Nah, so it depends on you know. No matter how interested we are, we gotta be. We gotta. They gotta get to us on the list. If it ain't ready, then it just ain't ready. Then. I mean, it is what it is. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so thanks for asking about my weekend. So what I'm about to be doing this weekend, I've been doing yard work. So when you pulled up on me, you know, I had yeah, the shovel man. in hand. Young mulch. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but you didn't believe in me last week when I was telling you, like, yo, I'm going I'm to make it look nice. Like, I ain't saying nothing. All I said was, do you need help? Oh, uh, nah. <laughs> and you said, nah. Hey, you know, I have a real problem with that. Like, and I, I don't know. I can't just attribute it to being like, Accepting man. help? Yeah, I don't like accepting help. So the white man offers to be in the field with you. No, nah, I'm and not. And you go, you know what? Nah. Where were you for 200 years? <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, you can't say nothing about that at that point, man. Uh, but no, nah, I just personally, I don't like asking for help. My girl even asked me, oh, you want me to help? But see, I, I asked her last week, Sunday, yo, can you come out here? She took about 10 digs. In the dirt and was like, my shoulders is burning. I was like, just go in the house. It's cool. Like, I got it. Like, but don't t- even. But Tamarino got you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Tamarino need to go ahead and stay in and hang with his. Hey, it's cool, though, because, like, the fact that we're doing this right now, like, the kids is at the house playing right now. So that's cool. Like, you know, we doing these, ourselves uh-huh. a favor of being here because they're going to get tired out. No, the kids is at my house tearing shit up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool for you. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, what we got up? I got Read Them and Weep. Um, I wanted to talk about something that, just to take it to a serious note, um, I wanted to talk about something that I've seen a lot of people post, like on Instagram and everything, and, and it wasn't uh, something that, you know, we typically talk about. But there was a 25-year-old man um, that was charged with the shooting death of a 5-year-old child named Cannon Hennett. Um, and it, this is from CNN. Police have charged a 25-year-old man with first-degree murder after they say he shot and killed a 5-year-old boy last week in uh, Wilson, North Carolina. Austin Hennett told CNN affiliate he was inside his home when his son Cannon was playing outside and it was shot. Hennett says he ran outside and scooped up the injured child and held him in his arms. I screamed, help, help me, please help me save my son. Hennett told affiliate he looked up and saw his neighbor, Darius Sesamans, or Sesams in the yard next door with the gun in hand, pacing and frantic. Now, reading that, man, I was sick, right? Because not only are we, like, in a time where racial tension is, like, at its highest in our country, um, it's also at a point now where it's, like, we need love, right? And I'm I'm all for the the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm, I got to be really PC about what I'm about to say right now so that it doesn't come across in the wrong, in the wrong manner. I'm really all for the Black Lives Matter movement. But then when stuff like this happens where this guy probably clearly has some mental health things going on, right, because he had no rhyme or reason. And this article was saying that the gentleman had, you know, went next door and ate with the family and drank a beer the day before. You know what I mean? So in in these times, you know, people interpret information how they may interpret it. And it comes across that, you know, oh, well, there's racial tension now. There's a racial divide in here. And it's like, no, that really wasn't the case here. You know, this was just someone who was probably battling a mental health issue 
that we don't know and the police aren't going to tell us and maybe they're being responsible for that by not causing an uproar in the state such as you know uh, that's ASPN let me turn this off <laughs> starting uh starting racial tension in one of the states such as Carolinas where you know you've that's considered the South. I don't care how many of y'all from Carolina saying it's the East Coast. We count that as the South. Um, and so I was just like really disturbed by that, man. You know, and it, and it and it really hit me hard. Yeah, man. I think uh, when it comes to mental health, especially in like cases like that, uh, it's just where you know what you just never know. But you always gotta like, you know, how if you're unsure of something, you just gotta assume one thing. I feel like that's what you need to assume. Like if if you just don't know and it can go either way, then just assume that that's what it is and, you know, chill out. Yeah. We have to be careful too, you know, of, you know, what we say and what we, and how we say things, because I know like the mom on there, she had went on her social media and was telling people like, Hey, you know, we're not a racist family. We just had the gentleman over at our house. There was no bad blood or anything like that. You know, like I, we don't know the rhyme or reason. And to me, like when I read that, that just screams mental health, you know, and like to have him outside at your house eating on the porch and, you know, thinking about this pandemic. This man is 25 years old. You know, the 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 um, the perpetrator, you know, he's 25 years old. And then it's like the times that we live in. And I've just been noticing in the job that I do, a lot of people are battling stuff. You know, and I mean, we were talking earlier about me doing my yard work, but that's me fighting idle time. Like, what can I do right now? I've picked up a lot of projects and things that I don't normally do in this pandemic, you know, just to stay sane. This is the first summer in 30 years of living where I can't remember just not even like going to a theme park or doing something that's actually fun. Like, I just be doing stuff just to be outside. And so if I'm battling that in which I perceive myself to be a quote unquote normal, you know, person in society, somebody who's battling demons or some type of mental health stuff. And maybe he lost his job or other things that caused him to have a lapse in judgment. It's like, man, like we have to be very careful about these things. Not everything is a racial thing, but there are things that are surrounded by it that that do make it racial. You know what I mean? I don't know his circumstances and everything, but I just say that, like, I feel like this is a mental health thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just like you were saying, like, especially this year, so much is going on on top of whatever you might have been battling with just in general that just got to be in consideration of people that you don't know what they're going through. And I think it's more now than ever. Everybody trying to stay sane, trying to stay afloat. And that type of pressure, you know, depending on what kind of person you are, what you are battling that can really switch things up in a, in a quick hurry, if you will. Yeah. And that's the thing. And then also the, the other piece that I was thinking about too, um, was like, there was a time where my mom and dad felt comfortable with me. No pun on the, on the name, but they felt comfortable with me being outside. You know what I mean? There was a time where I can go outside, leave at 10 o'clock in the morning, come back at six but like with my own children, it's like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like there's so many weirdo things going on. You know, we talked the first episode about the guy coming up to my house and stealing my Amazon package. Right. And then, so I got the cameras on my house and we're having the cameras on my house. I'm able to be connected with everyone else that has that system. And so all the crime that's going on in a five mile radius just has me like spooked. Right. So, so do you think that paranoia, of as a parent is it there's more stuff to be wary of nowadays or because of things like that system and all the social media and all the news feed like we just have so much access and we see it all the time you did you have a constant paranoia i think it is that i have a constant paranoia we learned about this in college man it's called mean world syndrome and it's because you're so exposed to certain things that that you probably wouldn't be exposed to because of like the Internet and everything and media and stuff like that, that you have this skewed vision. But then in the back of my mind, it's like I don't want to be too laxed because if I'm too laxed then that means that I'm vulnerable to that. Like every night at 1130 when my little thing go off that the, it's armed, I'm like, oh, shit, like somebody's in my yard. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm always, you know, afraid and paranoid. And I don't know, like, it's not the first time that, like, stuff like this has happened. I know, like, we didn't start labeling serial killers and stuff like that until, like, the 60s and 70s. You know, there that wasn't a term that was used. Uh, there's a fun fact for you guys. Go ahead and look it up. I watch a lot of 
BAU behavior analysis unit stuff and crime TV. But, you know, they, we didn't start labeling all these things until like the last 40, 50 years. You know what I mean? And so, like, you know, I know society didn't just get bad right now, but it's now to a point now where we're being able to have that information, though. So that's what's got me kind of vexed. Okay, so you think as our parents were trying to push us outside, like, yo, get out of my hair, go play, go do something. Now it's nah. I even though you annoy me, I need you to stay in the house because you're safer that way. Yeah, but I think also too, like, because we are the generation that complains, like, kids don't play outside no more. We are that generation, but outside is different. It's very different. It is, but you know. That's what, just don't complain about it then. Yeah. If we don't want them to go outside because we scared, we can't say, "Oh, y'all motherfuckers don't go outside no more." But see, that's different too. Because in my household, like I'm, I'm definitely the uh, all right. Like y'all getting on my nerves. We going outside right now. Like we going to a park. <laughs> you ride your bike all the way from the car to the playground, which is a quarter mile. You gonna do a quarter mile back? Like I'm crazy. We gonna walk around this 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 hill. And my kids can't go outside because they roll straight down that hill. Yeah, you live up on a very yeah. That y'all thought this house on the hill joke was a joke. It's not a joke. He definitely y'all seen Edward Scissorhands. Not even that. You seen <laughs> that Michael Jackson lean when he did in them shoes? That's how you are when you get out the car. Nah, nah. Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> That's where he lived at. So, um, but even to okay. So off that now, what I wanted to talk about was just a bland question. What does credibility mean to you? credibility would be um, the trust that you have that that information is correct like or the per the trust you have in the source of the information mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm saying that right but I think you, everyone knows what I mean like how I f- if I trust you enough to where you say that random fact about serial killers I'm like he ain't lied to me before might be credible it sound right but if you, but if you, if I looked at you a different way, because you've been lying to me about dumb stuff all the time, and then you said that serial killer thing, I'm like, oh, he just pulling shit out his ass, Bruh. <laughs> I think like like I was thinking about this the other day because I was talking to one of our friends, uh, called him up, and we were talking about Wikipedia. I remember like there was a time where Wikipedia could not be used as like a credible source when we were doing like papers and stuff like that because. Wikipedia has an edit button and you can go in and write it can be used now the edit button no as a credible source I've seen people use it like I've heard people referencing and my boy was saying that even like when he listens to other podcasts I'll just say the name Bomani Jones's podcast like he'll say oh check on his Wikipedia page and like a great story that I have for that is that when that night that that weekend that I didn't make it to your wedding for my boy's bachelor party I mean he plays in the NFL he got traded that day, right? And so, so you were sad. I was sad. That's why he didn't go. No, he sad. was sad. I, I'm not. I'm not part of the team. I don't put the work in. I'm just no. I'm, but you were a shoulder for him to cry on. <laughs> Here you go. So that you're saying that that. <laughs> no, I'm I trying was, to see, I figure out why you. Well, the team there. that he had went to. I'm not gonna say which friend it is because you know I, I know a lot of people that at least play. So I won't say who it is. But the team that he went to, he wasn't so excited about going there when it happened. Um, and so, but the thing was about credibility though was like. He saw it go up. It was during the draft. So he saw it go up on the ticker. And the first thing that came to my mind at that time was check Wikipedia. Because sometimes Wikipedia will have the information before the news or anyone else does sometimes. And we take that. I think Wikipedia, it can't be used like in the court of law as a credible source. But for the most part, at least when I use it, it, it seems pretty accurate. Yeah. And I don't like how you just flexed about how many people you know in the league, so you're going to give them this anonymity with your normal-ass Carl, and you're just a normal I'm just, guy. I'm just a normal guy, bro. Like, yeah. I, I do normal things. I put my pants on the same way. I, I mean, brush my teeth. You know, And like, so do all the famous people you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. I try to humanize <laughs> that, man. But, and you know, but the good thing is, is like, like, we talk about social media. Like, I don't feel – you know what? Another thing I was thinking about, we'll get back to credibility, but, like, autographs don't mean nothing anymore. Nah. It's like like the photo is everything. Yeah, the selfie. Like, yeah, if you get the selfie, it's just like, oh. I, like egg, I, autograph's not credible. Like, it, you could have did that yourself. Yeah, you get you get more credibility for knowing a person more so than you did for getting something signed. You know, so I, for me, though, I don't necessarily care about that. I don't try to lead with that or nothing like that. But I'm just saying, like, for, for, for bringing that up for purposes of, hey, this is what it means to me. All right, I lost my whole train of thought, whatever. 
But in terms of credibility, like I was just like thinking about that in terms of like, like where we get our information from. Like even CNN, like when you go on articles or the Huffington Post, no matter where it is, the uh, Union Tribune, like online articles, they have an edit button now so that they can continue to fix stories and get them more credible over time because now the news is admitting that they're they're right but only up. they can edit it not anybody that's the difference only right? they can edit right it. that's the difference and i'm not saying that the news is right because sometimes, sometimes i don't oh, listen yeah. to the news at all sometimes they they catch a glimpse of the story or something just sounds hot to catch somebody social attention. media gets the news before the news gets the news oh for sure i mean even talking about nipsey hustle we i got that from somebody on twitter for an hour and a half before and yeah, like, yeah. watch twitter like unfold that whole Same. ordeal before you know, anybody credible started that we were demons credible even said it. But here's the thing, like my whole thing about credibility is, is that numbers are the only thing that is factual. OK, and, and my whole point of saying that is that anyone can say anything at any given time. If it's not numbers, you could say anything at any given time. And I won't know if you're telling the truth or not. And the only truth that matters is that shit all right do i believe in what that person is saying or do i believe that they believe in what they're saying and that's fine with me i believe that's the same argument for our currency right what do you all right explain that dollar don't mean nothing but on the back of it it says and uh backed by the the promise of the federal whatever i ain't looked at cash in a while so i don't know what it really mm. means but oh, you just know hey go again this Big is <laughs> this is what it says and you believe because it's backed by the treasury that it's going to mean something. Yeah. And, you know, if I bring this to the store, they're going to accept it because they know it's backed by the United States of America. So at any given time, they can say, it's just a piece of paper. It shit don't mean nothing. It really doesn't. Nothing means anything. No. And that's something that I've fiat. learned. This is what I've you learned like in this, like, whole pandemic. It's fiat. What is fiat? Like the car place? Fiat currency. You didn't learn that in a... Uh, nah, explain history. that, you know. Fiat currency means it don't mean nothing except... except the credibility of who says it means something. Oh, that makes sense, though. I get what you're saying. Now. Right. So when we have these ratings, like the U.S. has had like a double A, triple A rating for, our, uh, you know, like they that's their credit score. They yeah. go up by that. And then it was a big thing during the last recession when we got knocked down a peg to double A. Like, oh, shit, everything's going to default. Double A sound pretty good to me. But, you know, it's kind of like, you know, are you going to eat at a B restaurant? Yeah, I eat at a B restaurant. I feel you on that one because you might be able to get a couple deals in there. Not even that. They they probably got a B for some bullshit though. No, no, no pun. But I'm just saying, like they probably got it on some BS. Like, oh, they didn't put the towels away the right way. I know some A's that operate on a shitty level. You know, well, that's what I mean? my point. If the A's are operating on a shitty level sometimes, and the B's, you gonna take that risk for your life, but you won't let your kids go outside. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. Oh man, but that that was my whole thing. Like credibility, man. Like. I don't know. I think anybody can say anything and, and we can walk around this earth just, you know, believing in whatever the hell we want to believe in. Uh, so some current some current stuff that we could talk about and kind of personalize to our own lives. Um, how do you feel that the virus has changed the hustle? Um, well, I mean, anybody that was out there hustling outside, I'm, they took a hit. So I know a lot of people. I mean, not so much now because I just passed it, and that shit is a cesspool right now. But anyone who was hustling at the swap meet, yeah, they took a hit for a while, a long time. Uh, my guys on the corner selling their bags of fruit, selling their flowers, things of that nature. I'm sure they took a hit for a while. Um, I mean, anybody out here like doing anything and everything, collecting their cans, doing this. I'm sure the Uber drivers, they took a hit for a little while. I mean, not everybody, every, people were still using Uber, but I'm, you know, it wasn't like, I'm sure it's a, uh, whatchamacallit, saturated market. There's too many drivers, so yeah. they wasn't making the money they, they wasn't was making, making. They wasn't even making legit money when they first came out. When I did the mileage breakdown, like Uber's like, by the time your car needs the repairs and stuff like that, you're basically getting like. Like one of them little loans that you get off the at, from the corner store from Western and payday joints. Yeah, payday joints. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, man. I I just feel like you got to start that. You know, the hustle has gone fully to that in home business. Start slanging stuff on the internet. Get your Etsy up. Uh, eBay still open. I used to have an eBay store. Um, 
whatever people uh, sell your flat tummy tea on Instagram. Whatever y'all <laughs> doing out there. But goods and services, you I feel like they would flourish in this because people have a lot of time in their hands and they can you know buy certain goods and and use them or not use them. It's like it's just the time of people just trying to like find something to keep them entertained. You know oh yeah, I mean? especially if you got the time, you ain't doing that. Now's the time to find, try to take a hobby and uh, uh, capitalize off it, make it uh, bring some sort of type of monetary value to to it. But like, I feel bad for the people that own like nail salons. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. That that type of hustle. No, go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> I forgot. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call a business owner real quick, but keep going. Oh, there you go. Hey, there you go. Normal ass Carl. He's just, being, just, being, just knowing being. everybody. Hopefully, he answered the phone. Maybe he'll call me back after. Sometimes I just gotta, I gotta get this going. Let's see what he say. All right. Hello, Nigel. Hey, what's good, family? Hey, what's up, Nigel? This is Carl calling you from the You Wasn't Outside podcast. We live on air right now, bro. Oh damn! You I said, live. I'm hey, driving and everything." But you I told you, but I, but I felt I, I did tell you I was gonna give you a heads up. But then I said, I told you I was like, "Man, I might call you on Sunday, depending on when we we actually record, man." But I wasn't sure, and then we started today, and I know like you you run both pages, so I was like, "I don't think he seen my message yet." So yeah, no, nah, I, I didn't. I, um, it's it's all good though. I'm I'm headed to uh, at least you call me right now. I'm I'm literally headed to our shop right now to go print orders and print for Ooh. some clients. So I, I got like a I got like another like. Probably 13, 14 minutes so I get there, so that's that's perfect actually. Oh, okay, and then that works then, bro. Because we, yeah, we, I wasn't gonna take up too much of your time. Hey, you know how you know he busy? How you know he? Because he went right down to the 13, 14 minutes. He was, he was <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I, I got about ten or fifteen. I got, yeah, he he said, about, nah, 10. Nah, I got about thirteen, fourteen, fourteen. Hey, you pushing it. You My bad. That's that exact. You feel me? Yeah, but that that was Lex. You remember Lex from the block? He uh, he's out here right now, so we potting right now, right? Uh, hey, what's up with you, man? What's Damn, good, bro? I heard up. you out here doing big things. Yeah, man. Putting just the city to, on. Uh, hold on, let me put y'all under. Uh, Represent. I got it. I got the I got the family part too, but um, but you know I appreciate it, man. Honestly, man, I'm just I'm just grinding hard. I'm learning a lot, man. I'm uh, balancing this dad life, uh, and just just living in my purpose, man, and spreading my light and continue to really uh, elevate and like 2020 is man has, has shifted a lot you know it's finally like getting out of like the out the mud phase and the struggle to getting it up, up from the ground up phase it's like really off the ground we didn't move into a shop so now it's just really you know stepping stepping up to this next level of work to keep um to keep growing and expanding you know so talk a, talk a little bit about like the company that you have right now and some of the things that you've you know done in 2020 moving forward so um so i have two companies my first company my, is my baby uh which y'all know is uh, just be dope yep. that's my clothing brand so that's my baby uh that started back at fresno state which is crazy bro because we we go all the way back to manzana and zamorano and all that but we went to college together too so that's what's dope bro like i always think that um that that's a, spe- a special connection about our, our friendship too but um so fast forward now to uh the 2020 man um with just be dope as a company with man honestly a lot changed this year because um so when the pandemic hit i'm gonna be real when the pandemic hit like early march and i saw you know i live in la i'm right here in the fashion district i i do all my own printing everything like that which is which is going to lead me into my second company um but we'll get to that so when i found out everything was about to be shut down and quarantined up and different shit like that i was like yo it's about to be not even on not even in like a negative I, it was negative. I didn't realize it, but not even in like a like super panic mode. I was I was calm, but I just accepted kind of defeat. I just accepted like it's about to be real dark times. You know what I'm saying? Like ain't nobody buying nothing. Everything shut down. Like this is how I make money. Like I can't do events. And if people at home worried about the pandemic, like ain't nobody gonna be wanting to receive stuff in the mail. People scared to go to the damn grocery mm. store. You know? So I just accepted it. And man, I have to. Um, and for the first, what was that? Like March. 10th march 11th that first like week when it happened in the middle of march man i didn't i wasn't making any money um it was just, it was rough i'm like damn what am i gonna do and uh to be honest my little brother re-sparked you know and that's why iron iron choppers iron you got to make sure you have people around you that believe in you that speak life right, right. You, that you know remind you to practice what you preach damn. hold on hold on lex 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 had, i think lex had a question <laughs> for you real quick what was your question yeah, lex? My bad. i'm passionate so you know nah, I can't, I can't I can't ain't nobody even mad at nah, you so i was gonna ask so so when uh when it first hit and you was like dang what am I gonna do, 
did you hear about or did you even think to attempt to try to get one of them small loans that the government was handing out or did the the Lakers take up all that money in LA <laughs> before the they get before they gave before they took it back before they put it back you feel me yeah I think they still kept some of it but nah I, uh, I honestly I didn't I didn't apply to nothing that's the crazy thing is um I I haven't I had it and haven't received a stimulus check unemployment or nothing so like everything has literally been off of the muscle of like the grind, which is crazy. So like, um, because for me, it's like, I've, I've never, even on my journey, like when I first started, I was like, oh, maybe I should get an investor. But I started realizing like, man, an investor might try to tell me how to do what I do. Or, nah, that's that's one of the struggles you, know, you have to deal with. You feel me? Like, and I was like, you know what? Nah, I'd rather just keep getting it out the ground, off the mud, independent in the way I know I want to do it, the way my heart works, the way my integrity works and the way I'm passionate for it. And uh, so, so to go back to March, I was hearing about this stuff, to be honest. Everybody's like, you need to do unemployment EDD. But once I switched my mindset on, like, nope, I'm, I'm making money. Everything's going to be making money with Just Be Dope and uh, my other company, Grassroots, that I'm going to get to. I was uh, to be, And I, sh I should have did it to help myself out even more, but I don't regret it because I, I really showed myself that I could do it and get it out the mud. So I didn't apply for any SBA loan. I was hearing different stuff, but also, like, um, and I'm going to get to that, too. I have a real just distrust when it comes to, like, the government, like, uh, uh, taxes, all the legal stuff. Like, you know, I, I was doing so many things under the board. So, like, it was so much that I'm like, I don't even know if I apply for this. They're going to be like, oh, you've been – so you've been doing this in, in California for seller, seller's permit and haven't fully paid your taxes or haven't did this and that. So I was, like, beating myself up, de defeating myself kind of. Um, but So, so, what, so what's question. changed, like, for the hustle for you then? Like, like what changed the hustle once the pandemic hit? Because, like, one of the things that we was talking to right now before we called you was, like – Yo, like the hustle has changed. You know what I mean? And so let me especially it, you, you're selling goods and services. Let but. me let me word it like this. What's the difference between cause I'm I'm assuming that when the pandemic hit, it probably felt like you were starting from scratch. So what's the difference between when you first started it back in Fresno, that type of grind versus what you saw a few months ago? Man, that's a great question. Um to compare it back it's it's crazy. It's 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 similar but way different. And when it started in Fresno, it was it was uh here's the thing. They both were they both were out of out of survival. You know what I'm saying? It definitely was out of survival. Um at the time in Fresno, it was like, let me get my degree, you know, so cool, I'm gonna start I, and I didn't even want to sell hats. Like it was something that same thing, I really didn't think it was gonna work. Like I'm like, man, we we broke college students. Why, how the hell I'm gonna I'm gonna sell some hats? But I needed uh I needed to make money. So I can have pay my rent and not have to, you know, get kicked out of college and be sent back home and never get my degree and go down that whole rabbit hole of oh I'm gonna come back and never come back. So uh, back then it was it was such a hunger of like I didn't I didn't know what to expect at all. And when I started, I just fell in love with it. So it was like as it kept going, I just kept falling more and more in love with it. Um, and and it took off it took off well because it was new in Fresno. It was new. Nobody really knew. Nobody really had nobody else had a clothing brand. So it was something new and fresh. So now fast forward to with the pandemic, um, yeah, I mean, actually, it, it, that's crazy how it's parallel. So it was like, it look, I wouldn't say it was starting over, but in a way it was because I dropped something that I never thought I would drop. I did masks and dropping those masks changed, changed, I, I, I could say changed my life and changed the, my brand's life during this pandemic. What do you mean you know by that? Like explain that a he, little he bit. He adapted. I, I, so I, exactly. I adapted. And I, cause I wasn't, I'm a, real quick, I wasn't gonna sell masks, cause like, I don't follow trends, bro. I don't do stuff because it's what everybody else is doing. Like, that's not me. Like, that's not authentic to me. And that's not to downplay anybody else. Like, when you, when you hop on trends, you might sell a whole bunch of stuff because it's trendy. But for me, like, my brand, I stand on what my branding is, which is like a positive message. Um, you know, be yourself, love yourself, all that, all that, just how you react to life and how you treat people. So, I was kind of like, I, I'm not going to do a mask. And, and at the same time, I wasn't wearing masks. You feel me? So I'm like, I'm not about to put on these masks. Like, they don't really do much. Once they made it a law that you had to wear a mask in the store, I was like, oh, okay, let me find a, let me find a resource. Now we have to wear them. So everybody's going to be wanting them. And they're going to want to start being fly and stuff. And, and everybody was already selling masks. That was the thing. It wasn't like I was the first one. All like all the. Yeah, but you know what, though? Masks. Don't discredit yourself because your mask is unique. Like, I, I've been wearing them. I, matter of fact, ever since you delivered them, those are the only masks I still got. I haven't bought any new ones, really. Um, oh, and and cool. people just be like, oh, just be dope. Oh, I like that. 
You know, white people even telling me, like, just be dope. What does that mean? You know? And then they, yeah. they really get a kick out of the I love myself one. They be like, oh, really? And I be forgetting what mask I have on sometimes. You know yeah, what I mean? No, I'm like, oh, no. what are you talking about? It's like, oh, your mask says I love myself. I say, yeah, my boy has it. And I'm like, yo, that's good branding. Because, you know, some people get they like they sports teams or the flower yeah. joints. I ain't really seen one with, like, a message on it, even still five months, you know, into this pandemic where I haven't seen anybody have anything like that. That's, so that's good branding, you know? And it happened fast, too, you know what I mean? And, and it tripped me out because I really wasn't going to do them. But once they made that law, I was like, all right, let me do it. And and, and that is important because you have to – sometimes – as a as a business, as a as a CEO, an entrepreneur, whatever it is that you do as a creative, you might not want to do some shit, you know, for your brand. Other people might think you should do it. And sometimes you gotta like pull yourself out of like, you know what, it's not always about me. And not like it's about me, but it's not always about what I would wear or my or my 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 wants for this. Like if other people want these masks and need these masks, you know, let me do this. And doing that, it, it literally it literally put me into a whole nother realm. I got uh I got shouted out by this dude that has like a million followers. He's like some type of business. I, I to be honest, I don't know what he does, but he's really connected. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. Like I just know he's like connected and people go go to him for different uh business stuff. And my sister um is connected to him and so he 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 liked the mask and he was like, Yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout him out. Like no no charge. You don't have to pay me nothing. Like I love what he's doing, just send me a picture and I'm gonna shout him out. Hey, well, we ain't got a million followers, but we're trying to shout you out right now. So go ahead and uh, tell (laughs) tell everybody where they can find you, where they can cop and all that. No, that's love. I appreciate it. Um, So you can find us at on Instagram, uh, Just Be Dope Lifestyle. That's the handle. And then uh, I didn't even get to talk about grassroots. I'll I'll just touch on that real quick. We have a screen print company. So really for y'all too, man, when y'all ready to do some merch, like this is, I'm going to drop a little like brainstorm idea on y'all right now. So what we've been doing too during this pandemic it's helping people fundraise because, like, tattoo shops are closed, barber shops have been closed, nail salons, just whatever different little things you normally do. Um, so, and even like, if you're a, a artist that normally goes and performs somewhere, like a rapper, whatever it is you do, we've been telling you like, yo, if you know you have a supportive audience, or even if you just know you have, you do something and you want to see how much your audience supports, come, let's come up with a design. Come up, come up with a design for it. Whether you have a logo already, either let's print your logo, um, or if you guys want to come up with a phrase that maybe you guys say on the podcast. Print that on the front, your logo on the back. Do do uh do mockups. So without even spending any money, um, do a mockup. Throw the mockup on you guys' Instagram. Uh, you don't even have to have a website. You can just throw it up on the Instagram and be like, hey, well we're dropping. You know, during this pandemic, we've been hit hard. Well, however you want to market it, like yo, we got new shirts. Whether you want to market it on something like yo, we've been hit hard, but we haven't stopped. Uh, we're marketing new shirts right now. Uh, support us twenty dollars, twenty dollars each, whatever, whatever. You have to, you have to make a pre order to get it. But see, and that's the thing, though. Like that's why I called you because, like, like a like another girl that I know down here that started her whole clothing, her own clothing brand. She she opened up her own shop and everything, and then right when this hit, she couldn't afford her lease. You know what I mean? And so like she shut down. You know, so like that that's what got me on this whole thing. Where like, yo, the hustles had to change. Like even watching you before, you know, all of this, like I know you would go down to all like the street fair stuff that was out there. Like yeah. it's like now well those things no longer exist anymore. You know what I mean? So you exactly. had to change your hustle up and you had to adapt in these circumstances. And it's like, well, you have a screen printing company and it's like people are going to need shirts, are gonna to want to buy shirts or support something. Like people do drive away uh drive by birthdays and stuff like that. They may want to get shirts made. It's like you're still in business and like the fact that you have a printing company means that you still have like a warehouse where you're able to pull from you may not have like inside customers, but you can still ship out and stuff like that oh, and, and have packaging and no contact, you know, delivery and stuff like that. So like those were the things that like yeah. I wanted to brainstorm when we had it, but man, I'm gonna let you go, bro. Uh, I'm definitely gonna connect with you in regards to what you was just talking about, cause we are in need of a screen print. My dude does vinyl, uh, but but what you got, man? I I've been trying to get in the uh, screen print game because they last a little longer. But I'm gonna holler at you yeah. later on today about it more more in depth, though. I got the design. Hey, I'm sending you the email and everything. Yeah, hey, please do, bro. I really appreciate you. All right, man. Be easy, man. All right, man. All right, just man, be man, dope. Too. All right, sir. All love, bro. He could sell salt to a snail. Hey, I hear it. I heard it. Because what he was saying, like, I got it, and I was like, that makes sense. Like, he's basically selling go out, sell your product. He's drop shipping. Yeah, so that, that's the easiest way to do it. And it's like, look, it, it's business for me, and I'm taking a risk on you guys, like, earlier on, but I'm going to hopefully get paid on the back end from it, but it makes sense. Like, the guy that makes our shirts, like, the Grown Folks podcast, you know, shirts and everything that he made, he's great, but he's, like, still learning the learning curve. And I tried to hook him up with Nigel before, 
But he was like, ah, I'm just going to learn. I'm like, bro, it's been a year and a half now. Dang. You've been making these shirts, bro. Like, he could have showed you how to do the screen printing. You could have had a Dago shop uh, out here. But, you know, we're just trying to link and build. That's just what it is. Link and build. Some link. people just want to learn from experience. They don't want to They don't want to hear. They don't want to shorten the curve. They want to, you know, go out and get dirty. Listen, uh, yeah, I, ain't, I ain't even mad at you. Uh, switching gears, though. But somewhere in the same, like, boat, I was talking to somebody at work um, this week, and she was telling me about her career choices, right? We're not going to get into my job. I never talk about I never told you this. We don't talk about our, my job at all because I don't even want to deal with them if they ever come after me. They're going to win. Their <laughs> money is long. <laughs> but um, I was talking to this girl at my job, and she was telling me her career choices, and she told me before she got into the field that she's in right now um, that she was a biologist. Now, I watch Adam Ruins Everything. Yep. And that's my guy. Sometimes he'd be a little bs about stuff. Like, I didn't really catch him on the 401ks and stuff because I feel like something is better than nothing, even though 401ks are kind of na- 401ks are nasty. One of my favorite episodes. Hey, I know. We, we, <laughs> we'll save that because we only got about 15 left. So we'll save that one. But... What I did like about the one that he did um, was about like jobs that like dream jobs that you thought you really wanted. Yeah. And then you find out that there's really no money in it. Like 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 my mom would tell me when I was younger, like, yo, won't you be like a biologist or, you know, a marine biologist or something like that? And then it's like, well, you have to go out and get government contracts or go to the private sector for somebody to give you money for those things for you to get paid. And there are going to be times where you don't get paid if you're not under contract. Right. And a lot of times, a lot of those uh, places have to go be professors, deal with that whole that whole type of job, which can be demanding, and then spend their spare time doing their research and doing what they actually want to do. Exactly. Or you have to. Yeah, you Exactly. And here's the thing, too. Like, there's no job where you don't run into an institution some way. Right. Whether it be the government in regards to regulations, whether it be the government when you're asking for funding, or whether it be the government when you're when you're talking about, hey, your project might be an environmental hazard or whatever you may be doing. Like, some way, like, being an entrepreneur and stuff like that, it has, like, or not even an entrepreneur, but, like, being, like, a scientist or, or being an entrepreneur, yes, putting that in there when I, you know, rephrase it. Like, putting those things in the one box, like, you're going to need some type of, like, big institution to help back you. And I was thinking about that. I was like, man, like, why would I want to be a biologist? I spend five or six years learning about all this stuff or whatever, and I acquire that information. Like, Nigel, I don't think he has, like, a degree in business. I think it was something totally different. But I spent all those years on that, and then I don't even apply it and don't even use it. Hey, it bees like that. And that's the trash part about it, which I have a whole spiel that I wanted to get into about like like student loans and how that's like modern day slavery. You know what I mean? Because some things that we don't talk about, like Sally Mae, like when the government, uh, uh, well, shit, we can get into we it. Talk about I'm not it right now. About time. I yeah, it don't gotta be. An you hour. got student loans? Nah, I uh, I worked forty to sixty hours a week, paid cash. How much was tuition when you went to college? So I went to college uh, late '06, and so. Right during that time when it's really starting to hike up, uh, once everything started happening, so it was like hitting me harder and harder. But uh, yeah, I was able to. Uh, I had to get on the installment plan, but in that time where they let me separate my payments, I was able to get it all done cash. Um, it wasn't too bad, you know. I didn't. I, I'm not a lawyer or a doctor or something like that. I got friends that in the six figure debt range and uh, shit. Matter of fact, like. Uh, this week Sally May called, or yeah, Sally May called me today. For real? Yeah, talking about uh, such and such has you as a possible reference. Uh, do you know where they at? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, first of all, anybody put their friend down as a reference, like they shouldn't be giving out money to. (laughs) You know what I mean? I I, I I don't know my mom. Yeah, I don't know what he named me. He could have said that I was uh, some cousin or something something like that. Else, but uh, so now I don't know where he at. The reason why I thought like this was like a big deal is because a lot of us are living with our loans in forbearance right now because the government came in with the uh, the CARES Act, which is the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act. Um, and basically that expires on September 30th. You know what I mean? So like going on with the whole theme of this episode of like, you know, being like 
you know, a business owner and stuff like that and it being profitable for some and not being profitable for others. If you're a person that doesn't have a job right now or doesn't have, you know, any source of income that's coming in, like there is a chance that like come September 30th that you're going to have to be paying, you know, your student loans back if you so have some. So I wanted to read this excerpt that I got from the Huffington Post. It seems like everything I get is from the Huffington Post these days. The government student loan portfolio now totals 1.37 uh, $1 trillion, making it the second highest consumer debt category behind only mortgage debt. Student debt has risen only has has risen nearly 164 percent in 25 years, while median wages have increased by 1.6 percent. Unlike mortgage debt, student loan debt must be paid. Students cannot just turn in their diplomas and walk away as homeowner, homeowners can turn in their keys. Wages, unemployment benefits, tax refunds, and even Social Security checks can be tapped to ensure repayment. Oh, yeah. In 1998, Sally May, the Student Loan Marketing Association, was privatized, and Congress removed the dischargeability of federal student loan debt for bankruptcy. Absent exceptional circumstances, or absent of uh, ex of exceptional circumstances, can't read. I'm out here reading like that guy that raised his hand before it's his turn. Nah, that truly that truly getting to you. <laughs> nah, that's only five percent. I, I think more so than anything, I'm just getting dizzy reading it. Because lenders know that their debts cannot be discharged, they have little incentive to consider a student borrower's ability to repay. Most students are granted a nearly unlimited line of credit. This, in turn, has led to skyrocketing tuition rates since universities know uh, the money is available to pay uh, the money is available for them to get paid. So hearing that, right, this is one of those things where I'm talking about stories. So I have about thirty thousand dollars in student loan debt. It's been about five years since I've been paying on my student loan debt. Right. And so. My student loan debt started off at 31,000. It's like 29. So in five years, you're telling me I've only taken off $2,000 off of my student loan payment when I'm paying in excess of $200 a month. And so with that being said, I have those unsubsidized and those subsidized loans that that young man was speaking about in the prior episode. And the difference being between the two is that one of them doesn't accrue interest when I'm in school. You know, and then the other one accrues interest, you know, while I'm while I'm uh, out of school, it just continues to accrue interest. So we've been paying down on that. And it seems like it's like a hole you can never escape out of. Yeah. So to take it back uh, to the beginning, of what you were saying, yeah, for a long time, credit card debt was the highest. And when the student loan debt passed that, it was like a really, really big deal. And it was very as much as you should offer uh kids a way to pay for their college you can't give them you can't ask them hey how much you want because they're gonna go for it and they changed the law when i was in college when i first got there they had the credit card companies out there you know in the main lobbies everywhere in the student center sign up sign up i was like i don't know how many free burritos i was trying to get signing up for these credit cards <laughs> i was hungry you know what i mean giving up my whole information. Luckily I didn't accept <laughs> Luckily I didn't accept the credit cards, but a lot of people did and they don't and like we were talking about last week, they weren't educated on it and they said, "Oh shit, I just swipe it and keep it moving." And they just on top of their student debt, they racked up all it this credit. It was at this moment debt. that he knew he that, fucked up. That moment had to come a long time ago. So, a lot of these bigger debts you take on when they amortize, a lot of your upfront payment goes to interest. So you're a homeowner. So the first 10 years, most of that, most of your big payment is going to interest where you're going to feel the same exact way you feel about your student loan right now. Like exactly. what you mean is not good. I've been paying this much for how many years? The difference being though, with a, buying a house is an investment that no. pays back. Well, fuck. I mean, I guess you could say the same, same right. about no, student yeah, debt. But that's the point. Because of these skyrocketing tuition prices, is it that good of an investment How anymore? much was tuition when you went to school? Because it's around the same time I went. And I know what my I number is. I feel like, my whole the whole time I was there, I probably paid with everything forty forty to fifty in, in about five years. Yeah. So then break that down. I think San Diego State was thirty five hundred dollars, and for that's tuition. not counting. That's just counting books and tuition. That's not counting everything else I had to do. Yeah, they never count that, like living but, and all that other shit. But yeah, it's just they the they need to regulate how like there's got to be a cap 
There, I know there's some algorithm that can do. We say, hey, this is how much tuition. This is how much we can give you because we need to be responsible because we can't trust you to be responsible. I got a homegirl right now, like two years older than me. They stay taxing her tax check. Like she don't get one no more because she was just like, ah, I'm not going to pay it. I'd rather do other stuff. That's on her. But a couple years ago, like she'd been getting away with it. And all of a sudden garnish, garnish, like they going to get their bread back. They going to come and get it. And I've seen it happen to a girl that I work with. They were taking $500 out of her check and 500 yeah. is significant for her. It's like, damn, <laughs> I got this child support and I ain't even got no kids at all. And matter of fact, you can't even fix it until you pay the penalty off and then you can renegotiate. So you have to pay. She paid the penalty off for like three or four months. And then after that, she was able to renegotiate it. So that's why when people be like, oh, I'm not going to pay my student loan payments. I'm like, yo, that's stupid because they can come in here and garnish your wages and everything. Yeah, but that's we got to get that information out there because they're not thinking about that. They're thinking about right now. I was swiping that card uh, with the credit I had and how much money I had uh, on my student loan. Just because, you know, back then, a lot of kids, they're like, oh, they didn't get student loan. They got their free FAFSA, and they just dipped. They just didn't go to class. That's only a few hundred dollars, and it was like, okay, whatever. But this is such a big thing. One, like, you said trillion with a capital T. You know what I mean? Like, we just had the whole coronavirus bill was almost that much, which is a whole other thing where you can start arguing, like, damn, you just print that much money out of nowhere. Why you can't just forgive all this? But I feel like there's got to be something in the middle. There's got to be something in the middle where it's like, hey, it's got to be like, okay, I understand you took out this much money, but this is where you at right now. It's got to be, it's got to be kind of means tested. Not everybody, like I know people with a master's degree that is working at Starbucks right now. And you know what? They can't pay they thousand dollars a month from, from whatever uh, they went to and tried to, and tried to become. And so it's like, you just got to be prepared. There's got to be some type of law or something we can do to make this a more responsible thing. There's got to be something we can do where it's like, hey, means tested, pay for this many years. We'll take care of the rest. And what most people don't understand, though, like, I don't know, man. I felt like I was fortunate of just having a little bit of common sense during that time when my brain was still developing. But I looked at, like, what my tuition was going to. Sometimes they tack on shit in your tuition. That you're not going to even necessarily use. Like, for example, your tuition may have been $3,500, but you're paying $300 for the Aztec Center. And you're like, bro, I don't even go to the gym there. You know what I mean? You could take all those things off if you don't want them there. But that's something that they don't tell you. You wait in that's, line. That's a good. This is new to me because I didn't even know that. Bro, they put that in. You wait in line. You go to the, the what, what ours was the Joyale building. You go wait in line. You go talk to the student loan officer or whatever. You're waiting line for 45 minutes. You're there for three minutes, and they're not really trying to talk to you. And it was like, bro, like, let me see the breakdown of, like, what I'm actually paying for, though. And the gym, the health center services, all those things are all listed in the tuition costs that you pay for. And it's like, yo, it's important that y'all give that information out. Yeah, I, I didn't know. Maybe I'm, I'm going to think that was, that was there because I'm, I'm going to say you're credible. The only reason why I know that is because I knew the dude that worked for the gym. And I was like, bro, like. I felt like if I went to the gym, they were going to charge me extra to, for uh, like a monthly on top of. It's not monthly. They do it per semester. That's what's oh, crazy. Man. It's a state. You so went I could have been. School. I could have been buff a long time ago. You could have. You could have saved if you could have been buff on your own by living in your backyard, or you could have just like saved yourself maybe five grand or whatever of not paying for that gym. You want to know the only way I was able to save on my college? Let's hear it. So the parking used to be one eighty five, right? Mm. And that was the only thing that did wealth. Ours was Not, eighty, or maybe it was <laughs> eighty. No, no, no. Maybe it was eighty. Maybe it was eighty. But either way, it that was the only thing that was not rising the whole time. But I still had to save my eighty dollars. So what I did was my first couple semesters, you know, I bought the parking pass, spring, fall, spring, fall, and <laughs> then I was like, you know, budget cuts hit, and one of the first things to go was the little the ticket maids running through, and you know, San Diego State there's like thirty thousand people there. So I was like, yo. And I was never the guy to, to rip the sticker off, put it on my window, and change it up. I just kept the thing on the, the pad that it comes on. So I would just throw that shit in the window. My man. And so after after a while, I was like, why am I buying this shit still? I got one that says spring. Now, unless they come right up on the window and say the year is wrong, they're not going to do nothing. They didn't change the color or nothing like that? Nah, it was like spring was one color, fall was one color. The only <laughs> thing that changed was the year. <laughs> I think they might have changed it now. But what I did was I would just throw it in the window. And my whole, my, uh, my logic was if they do catch me, 
a parking ticket is $35. More than likely, they might only catch me once a semester. 35 is cheaper Fan, than 80. Man, that's crazy that you said that because I did the same <laughs> exact thing. I found a parking space, though, like no one knew on campus that was central. And it was like behind the building. I got caught twice. It was 60 bucks. I was like, I saved 20 bucks. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I got caught once or twice during the whole time there. So I saved a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. And, you know, that that was the only way. I was, but, shit, if I would have known I was paying for a gym that I didn't use, man, yeah, that's good information to have out there. Now, now I'm getting fired up all over again. Yeah, <laughs> because you didn't. After you just said, are you bro? Oh, did you free. ever? Did you ever go to the health center? I never went nowhere. I that, had to bro, go you to, pay for all I those had to things. Go, I had to go to work all day long to pay for this. That's what I'm telling you, bro. Like you went, you went to all those places and you pay for all. I went to the health center twice and I was like, yo, y'all not trying to help me. Y'all just trying to help STDs. Like, like that's the whole reason why we here right now. I didn't have enough time to get STD because I was working all day. But I'm just saying, bro, like that was the whole reason why we like they, like they had all that. And I was like, bro, because they had condoms like up there in the front. Um, Anytime you had a common cold, it was like going to the school, nursing, elementary school. Like, they gave oh, you some sick. crackers and some yeah. ice. Well, okay. Let me not front. The homie had strep and they gave him a shot in the ass. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, they gave that. But other than that, it was just kind of like, I'm 20. Like, my health is decent. I'm going to the gym every day. Why am I paying 300 and I already got my insurance with my mom and them and y'all got me paying this high ass note? It just didn't make sense to me. Whatever. I'm not going to go on this rant. Uh, you got anything for three cheers? Three cheers. Oh, yeah, man. I just I just got the text like 20 minutes ago. Uh, shout out to my man, Blake. Blake and Gabby, they just had a baby, baby boy. Uh, I didn't even know she was ready to pop. But, yeah, that's I guess that's a little more. That's not for everyone else. That's just for me and whoever might know Blake. But, yeah, he out here. He joined in the dad club. He was ready. And, uh, yeah, shout out to Blake. My three cheers that I have, um, I, I saw this article from one of my friends that posted it on Instagram, and I had to go check its validity uh, when we're talking about credibility. Uh, there's a woman in Mexico. Her name is uh, Ney. Um, so she, school was canceled in Mexico, obviously, because of the pandemic. So she turned her pickup truck into a portable classroom, um, and she drives two hours a day to teach children with autism who don't have books or access to the Internet. That's like one of our, our, our local heroes that definitely deserves or not our local heroes, but Mexico's local heroes that deserves <laughs> all type of praise and everything. Hey, damn. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I got to get I got to get the for, and this is also for your friend that just I was about to say, too. man, you're making it seem like I, I, I got to make sure yeah. I get the class in there. I'm lacking. That story was intricate. Make it seem like being a, becoming a dad wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> nah, it was a big deal. No, it was a big deal. I guess we should shout out like right, like literally right after we recorded last week. Um, we got a shout out to California's own Senator Harris, <laughs> Vice President. First, no matter the, and what's important is because I know things can come up to where they're like, oh yeah, but you don't know what she was really doing when she was out here as the prosecutor. Okay, whatever. However you feel about her, it it's, speaks to some of the progression that we are making in the country that the first woman vice president, the first black vice president happens to be all in one, the first black woman vice president. And that's a big thing. Um, because you know, after we get through this, uh, for the next four or eight years, uh, I'd be interested to see on, uh, what could happen in the next decade or so. You know what I mean? So shout out to her. Um, and yeah, like I said, no matter how you feel about her politics, it's just a big thing. Yeah, I, I, I see mixed reviews, or I not seen. I I actually witnessed mixed reviews, and it's usually usually like within like the black community, and people don't talk about this this much. But like the older generation fights with the younger generation on what they think is right moving forward, and I feel like that's something that like we need to talk about and really address. Not with Lex because he's white, so mm. we'll probably call another black person to help out on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or we can call your wife. That's I cool. can't she do valid- it all. She validates your household. That's fine. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's the way that we got to live, though, man. Um, happy birthday, Nip. Um, That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> you got it right. Today is my birthday. Um, I don't know. I'm going to find a way to end this podcast, or I, I might not. I, I kind of think this is catchy on, like, ending it this way. But, uh, Lex, any uh, any parting thoughts you got for anybody? Parting thoughts? Um, dang, man, I wish, uh, I wish back when I was outside, 
you know, uh, courting young ladies. I wish AMC had that thought before to make that shit 15 cents. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. I wish they had that thought when the pandemic hit. They was charging me like $8.99 a movie. Hey, I'm just saying, man. It used to be a cheap date till it wasn't. Now it's a cheap date again when I don't need it. <laughs> Yo, shame on you, AMC. Netflix is going to survive anyway. Hey, shame on anyone who's going out there, too. Cause I want to see what movies is 15 cents. Don't hit me with, like, nah, the man. color purple for 15 cents. Like, now, nah, now you're being disrespectful. But you know, but what you do, supply and demand. I'm dropping the price so more people can come. Why are you trying to have all these people coming in here? Come on, AMC. <laughs> AMC used to stand for taking all my cash. And now they, yeah, they still they still living their best lives now though. I thought AMC no. like I thought they got rid of. Um, I thought they got rid of like because they're not at the mall anymore at Plaza Bonita anymore either, right? I thought they filed for bankruptcy. I don't even know no more. Let's say let's say that for next week because I want to go into something else when it comes to yeah. that. Yeah, we're going. Oh, you want to take a deeper dive? A regular person deeper dive. A regular person. There we go. That's exactly right because we don't care about what these celebrities are doing, man. All right, man, we out of here. I, I want to thank all y'all for listening. If you made it with us, new listeners, um, listen, I'm just trying to bring the community together. People was asking me, yo, like, what's your podcast about? My podcast is about Nigel. My podcast is about Q, who we just had on here. People that are doing stuff that are just positive, you know what I mean? And these are people that I actually know. I feel like San Diego's never really been on the map like that. It's not really a San Diego podcast, but it's a podcast that highlights people from San Diego about West Coast stuff, about people that are just doing things in general that's like beneficial to the community. And we kind of slow on that right now just because we're in the middle of a pandemic. And that's the whole purpose of our podcast, though, is to bring people together. So with no further ado we're just gonna end this rest in peace to miss Rhonda. rest in peace to everett rest in peace to desiree rest in peace to miss monique all the people that we lost this year man y'all take care of yourselves wash your hands and everything and rest in peace nipsey hustle and rest in peace nipsey hustle happy birthday king Lots of sisters and brothers, so they never notice me. Nipsey. So my grind is my time. I ain't think twice. I paid that price, and we did this, nigga. Look, reached every goal. I actually said I had to sit back down and rearrange that list, nigga. Look, now I'm out here getting rich. You know a nigga gotta talk my shit.